I'll tell you the starting price, and our next guest is on the line. It's probably a clue, and you tell me the horse. So, in the last four starts, we've got well, actually, New Zealand starts. We've got three dollars. We've got a dollar six. We've got a dollar six. We've got a dollar three. We must be talking about Legato. A dollar. Th- it kind of started a dollar three last start. It started a dollar thirty. Oh, sorry, dollar three. One point three. A dollar. A dollar thirty at Ellerslie. Uh, obviously, it didn't pan out that day. Philip Brown and Cross Studs on the line because it could be a mega forty minutes or so for Philip and his family today. And those colours that have become very famous as he, he lines up Legato and Adam I am. And Mick, as you pointed out to me yesterday, in two different stables, which is quite rare. Morning, Philip. How are you doing on a big day? Yeah, morning, Joe. Yeah, fine. Looking forward to today. To today. Yeah. Philip, of course you are. Philip, it is an unusual story, isn't it, that you guys have got two favourites in two huge races and they're in different stables. So um, tell us how Legato ended up in a different stable to Adam I Am. Uh, well, um, in the syndicate, the Legato syndicate, we all thought we'd have a vote to see who we wanted to give the horse to. So democracy was at rule there. And, um, we, you know, it was unanimous just about, I think, that Ken and Bev got the legato to train. So, um, yeah, and that's how it happened. And then Glenn uh, trained for me. I th- he was a hard-working young guy, and I thought I'd give him a chance. And uh, we had our famous Eve, so I gave her to him to train. And he, you know, he won a Group Two with her and ran a second placing in a Group Two as well, and was Group One place. So he did a good job with her. And uh, then, unfortunately, we never saw the best of her. She hurt a tendon. And uh, anyway, when this horse came through, I think it was the mare's second foal by El Manzor, and I went to the sales. It was the first crop of El Manzors. They were selling like hotcakes, and I had a conservative reserve of, on them of a hundred k and. He failed to make it, so Glenn rushed up to me and said, uh, do you think we could do something? And I said, by all means. So I said, I'll keep a leg and you syndicate the horse. And uh, so that's how the horse ended up with Glenn. So, uh, yeah, and he's done a very good job with the horse and uh, we're starting to reap the rewards now. Philip, I, I don't, don't know this exactly, but do they race in exactly the same colours or are they slightly different? Yes, they do. It's OK. No, they're exactly the same. Yep. OK. Um, so... That's interesting, Mick. I didn't know that, Philip, that you, you tried to sell this horse, and this is so often the case, it takes a little bit of luck, doesn't it? And he, he didn't make 100, and you're so right, because being a four-year-old, that was his first crop, Al Manzor, they were flying off the shelf that year. They certainly were, Joe, and uh, no one was more surprised than I was, because I'm very conservative at the sales. I take whole yearlings to the sales. You know, they're there. I'm there to sell, and uh, so I said I had a hundred on him, and I thought he would fly through. And a lot of people said, "Gee, he's a lovely horse," and even you know, a lot of the commentators are saying now, "What a fine specimen he is!" And uh, but he was friendless at the sale, and uh, he was probably a little bit immature. But I still thought people would see past that. But um, anyway, so it was my good fortune, and um, and some of the Glen Syndicate members. So that. A lot of them are thrilled. It's probably, you know, he's probably one of the better horses they've been involved with. So, uh, yeah, great thrill for us all. Good story. Philip, he's a big, strong horse, and he's a horse who obviously catches the eye for other reasons. I presume there's been significant offers for him. Is it a case that being owned also partly by a syndicate that he's not for sale or they're not entertaining that? 
Well, at the moment, you know, we have had some good offers for the horse, but um, Glenn's very keen to keep him. You know, he's the stable star, and uh, so, you know, and I understand that. And for a lot of the syndicate members that have got, you know, 5%, at the end of the day, it's not going to be a life-changing amount of money for them. So, uh so that's why we're still racing the horse. And look, at my age, I get a thrill out of racing them too. So, uh, you know, it's, that's that's why we still own the horse. But, you know, he may go to Australia at some stage. You know, I'd love to see him in the Cox Plate next year if he keeps progressing the way he is. But anyway, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, he gets his chance today in a, a very winnable race for a horse of his talent ability. So um, what, what's Glenn's take on how happy the horse is and, and where he's at heading into today. He's just softening up in the market as I look now, but that's probably more about those uh, other horses that are all being pointed here and maybe connections wanting to have a bet on their own. Uh, he, he's about $2.20 in the market, so he is a short favourite. What's the, the word from Glenn? Oh, Glenn's very happy with the horse, and uh, I haven't been in touch with him this week, but uh, I've, you know, I've heard him saying that the horse is going well. I sort of like to leave trainers alone for the last week. They've got you know important things on their mind, so, uh, and I did miss him. I did go down on Tuesday, but I did miss him gallop. But, um, no, he, Glenn's really happy with the horse. He's texted me a couple of times and uh, said that he's, you know, the horse is in fine fettle, and this is... You know, this is the derby for him, so uh, the race he's setting for. So, you know, he'll run really well. He's a genuine horse. He's a good-winded horse, so he'll acquit himself well. But when he opened at $2, I thought that was probably a little bit short. Um, so, But uh, anyway, as you said, he's just lengthened a little bit in the market. So, um, But no, he'll acquit himself very well. Philip, we've never asked you this. Do you, you don't have to answer, do you have a bet? Because today of all days, this would be for some racing people I know, this would be like the ultimate Christmas because they'd have all sorts of long-range multis going through Legato into Adam I Am and, you know, it's the kind of, the, the colours double. Um, the, the bookies are putting it up there as something that you can bet into as a market. Can they both win back to back? Have you got any bets going through them or would you have a bet later on in the day? I do enjoy having a bet, but to be fair, when you're racing like Legato's racing for $600,000 and the other <laughs> race is $350,000, you don't really need to have a bet. But I always enjoy flutter, so yes, I'll have something on them. But uh, as I said, it's different when you're running in a maiden race and you weren't getting a lot of money. But uh, in these sort of Group 1 races or these pop-up races that Entain has created... Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's enough money. You get a, you get enough excitement out of running for what you are. Philip, after this race for Legato, are you still thinking the bone crusher New Zealand stakes and then maybe the Australian Cup? Or do you guys not get involved in that planning? Is it a case that you more or less leave it to Ken? Well, no, no. I always go up and see Ken on a Sunday if we had a win or whatever, give the stable a sling and have a cup of tea and a chat. And uh, and we sort of talk about her program. But, you know, I trust Ken and Bev and their decision-making. And uh, when Ken sort of outlined this program and then there was the, you know, the bonus as well, it was a no-brainer, um, you know, that we should leave her here and... Uh, so no, all, all the, we were all very happy with what he had planned, and uh, so and go from there. And 
and then go over to Australia for the Australian Cup and go to Flemington where she won the Australian Guinea. So it was, you know, it was the program looked very good. It was the races were spaced nicely, and uh, yeah, no, it was a no-brainer. Philip, um, I will let you crack on with your morning. Really appreciate your time. I'm just wondering, um, just on behalf of maybe myself and anyone else that uh, would have picked this up, did you take anything home from the sales that you couldn't sell this year? Are you, you going to race another one in these colours anytime soon? Oh. That might have. <laughs> no, look, I took four to the sales and we sold sold the whole four of them and it's probably one of the best sales I've ever had but I did have uh, three preserves in the sale and uh, you know there were no trouble to sell them and my other one was an ace high which they sold well too so uh, no I haven't but the colts I do race are always the ones that I've, I never buy colts or anything like that I buy the occasional filly but uh, the colts I race are generally the ones I've been left with but uh, as I said, I have conservative reserves, so there's not many, but fortunately Adam fell into that category. So, uh, you know, I've been lucky once again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Share some around. No, you're a very good racing man, and it's always <laughs> nice to see you and you and your, your uh, family out and about and enjoying it. So good luck today. It could be a mega 40 minutes for you. Joe, it'll certainly be exciting. Win, lose, or draw, we'll all enjoy it. Outstanding. Philip Brown there, Ancroft stud. I love racing .nz. Yeah, there are plenty well, of different ways to own a horse. Matt, uh, my you can, my you highlight can... of that was, was him calling you Joe because obviously Joe's our producer, so Joe's the first point of contact people talk to, and it's not Philip's fault, but obviously he just does... Thinks, think, he thinks that Joe's basically better chat than you. That's what he's saying. But mate, that is, Joe, that is one of the privileges of my life. Yeah, Joe is actually that a pretty is, good chat. That is, yeah. Joe, that is one of the highlights of my life. I'm yeah. so lucky to yeah. be called you. Um, interesting day for them because <laughs> I, I I can't remember two horses. Well, it's not a Group One, but it's a bloody big race. The Sir Patrick Hogan Carapira Classic. Um, I can't remember back to backers for the same colours in different stables very often. That, that that's just not at all, those prices. Almost unheard of for that to happen. You know, you do get people who have horses in different stables. That's yeah, that that's fine. And and okay, Cambridge Stud, for example, or Limpatangia, those people will have horses in different stables, but not when you don't race that many horses because you don't see those, those colours very often. And back to back for nine hundred and fifty k, two favourites. Yeah, you could go a long way to try and find that blueprint somewhere else. Mick, uh, how's this? I want you to think about this, and on the other side, we'll come back with Thad Taylor, and you can give us our answer. Um, best finish favourites out Legends Day feature markets. So, oh, okay, that's that's online now. This is online. Okay, I'll go uh, have a look. you go have a look. Well, well, best I'll, finish. I'll, I'll tell you the best thing to do with this, and this is the simplest thing in the world, and this is something I learned from harness racing. So, obviously, I did a lot of harness racing punting before I got involved in the gallops more heavily ten years ago. Any time you have one of these markets try and find the horse who's going to be closest to the favourite. That's as simple as I can put that because if the favourite you think is going to win and the market says it is going to win, you want to find a horse who's very, very close to it. So let's have a look at that. Yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. It's um, it's quite fascinating. It's, it's almost breaking my brain a little bit trying to equate these numbers. Uh, we'll do that. We'll come back with Thad Taylor and we'll see if out of these favourite out markets we might be able to find something that is a, a good savor or worth a nibble at, at some sort of a, a nice enough number